0: All right, open your Bibles with me to Mark chapter five. I've 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 pandered enough. Let's get after it. Mark chapter five. We're going to find a story in the life of Jesus um, that is really powerful, and I I pray. Um, I had another message called uh, that I was going to preach today. It was going to be called uh, Making Room for a Miracle. It was really good. Um, but then God was like, let's do this message instead. Um, I just kind of felt this. And so the fact is, um, I believe that if God got you here this morning, it's because you needed to hear this message. Amen, everybody. And so the message today is it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. Just look at your neighbor and tell them that. Just tell them that. I know it's the early service, but say it's time. To wake up. It's time to wake up. All right, here we go. Starting question Do you ever find yourself in life asking yourself this question? Do you ever stop in your life today and think what your life was supposed to look like? Do you ever stop where you're at today? you're like, man, I didn't think I would be where I'm at today. Just, just y'all two? Anybody else over here in this area? Y'all never sit there and you're like, I thought I would be here. Right, I remember I was in high school. And I was a great baseball player in high school. And um, I thought, sometimes I sit and think about all of the things that would have happened had I not taking the road I took and where I would be. Y'all don't do this? And how I would be married here or how I would have this many kids or how I would still have this job or how I committed my life to that person and they walked out of my life. How I thought about the childhood I was supposed to get, what I thought childhood was supposed to be and I didn't get that childhood. How I thought I got this marriage and I thought how marriage was supposed to be and it didn't turn out like that. Or maybe one time you you God saved you and you went to a church, man, and you got all in and you thought it was going to be this way and it wasn't this way are we all together on the bus now you ever sit in life and you're like this is not what my life is supposed to look like it was supposed to and women are the the worst at this amen everybody y'all didn't look at me very nice I just try to get y'all but you you do you have this this life planned and then you sit here here we all we every single person in this room this morning is sitting in this room this morning and you had a different Life plan than what you have today. Amen, everybody. The fact is, we all have dreams that die. We all have trauma that has happened. We all have problems that have happened in our life that have altered the course of where we thought our life would end up. How you thought it would go. How you thought your life would go. How you thought things would happen. Where you thought you'd be in life today. The way it was supposed to go. The career you should have had, had this not happened. The marriage you were supposed to have, had this not happened. The life that your children were supposed to have, but they don't have. The childhood you were supposed to have, but you didn't have. We all do this, don't we? And I get it. man. I, I, I do it too. But here's the thing, if we're not mindful, one of the things about overcoming the life that you live today is we've got to be so mindful that that doesn't become our singular focus. That the life you thought you would have, or where you thought you would be, or or what you thought you would be doing, or or how you would see your children growing up and the life they would have and the closeness they would have with the Lord, or the addiction you thought you would never have, or fall back into. We have to be careful because, man, I don't know about you, but I can tend to make this my singular focus in life. The should's, the would haves, the could've's. The where we were supposed to be. Well, they should still be here, but they're not. They're gone. Hello, everybody. We all do this. The opportunities we think we've missed. How many of y'all have had some missed opportunities? The dreams that we had. Man, we thought they were so real, and now they're out of reach. The truth is, is that through life, because life is real. <laughs> I hope if you're new today, you didn't think you were going to come and hear a great sermonette. But we talk about real life here. But the truth is, is that through life, some of, some of the things, the dreams, the desires, the, the wishes we have, somehow through life, they just seem to die. Hello? We just give up on them or we, we put them aside for other things and we just kind of let them wither in, inside of our heart. I know that in my life, there have been some dream killing moments that I've had. There's a lot of things, though, when you think about it, I was thinking about this. There's a lot of things in life that, 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 that can kill a dream. And y'all have any killed dreams in here? Anybody? Is this word for y'all today? Okay, good. There's a lot of things that can seem to kill a dream. Those beautiful things that you had in your heart set on, but now if you're honest, you've buried them long ago. As a result, we seem to exist or we seem to, to go through the motions that we wander through life just reacting to what happens next rather than there was this place. Y'all know this, right? When they ask you when your kids are like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, and ask River and now he wants to be a monster truck driver. He's into monster trucks. It's his dream. Or what you wanted to be. You wanted to be a doctor. You wanted to be a lawyer. You wanted to be here. You wanted to be there. But, but throughout life, if, if y'all don't know this today, I'll just be real with you. Life has the ability to kill some dreams you had when you were younger. Kill some dreams you had as an adult. And what we do is we bury those dreams and we, we put them in a coffin and we say a little prayer. And, and we walk away from them pretending like they never existed. All the while staying stuck and reactionary inside of the life that we live today. We, we all have dreams. We all have hopes. We all have desires. Here's what I want you to do. Just do this for me real quick. Just close your eyes. Because it's going to help you out. I want you just to picture that dream that you had, that desire that you had, that, that calling that you had, that purpose that you had, that place where you thought you would be. I want you just to, to picture it. Picture the life, even today, that your heart so longs to have, where you thought you'd be walking. And I want you to to just picture this. I want you just to to see this with your mind's eye. Where did it go? What killed it? I want you just to picture that right now. What was it? What was that moment that killed it? All right, all right, right, look at me. Here's the things that, that, that I think we have to be real about that kill the dreams, the desires, the The things that we have, I'm not talking about plans, but I'm talking about the dreams and the desires. You know, one of the things that can kill dreams is trauma can kill dreams. Let's not pretend like we don't all walk through life and get trauma. Nothing will kill a dream faster than trauma, whether it's trauma or somebody telling you, hey, you you know, you'll never be there or you were born in this family and you'll never get to here or somebody who's walked through that doesn't get to do what you have desired in your life. Hello, everybody. Trauma, that's the number one thing that can kill dreams. Here's another thing. Fear of the unknown can kill dreams. I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't want to dream. And, and usually you get fearful people attached to you if you're scared and fearful, and they'll give you some commentary on why you should be afraid of stepping out in faith and doing what God has called you to do. The fear of the unknown can, can kill dreams. I'm just trying to help you identify with some things that maybe killed, killed your dreams. Here's a big one. Mistakes can kill dreams. And religion will let you know that that is a fact. No, 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 no. You're too messed up to do that. No, 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 no. no! You've been married two times. You can't you can't do this. No, 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 no. You fell back into addiction five times in the last five years. There's no way that you can do that. Did you? Is this reality? Here's another thing that can kill dreams. God, we're going to wake a dream up today and I'm, I'm excited. But time can kill dreams. Just the grinding of time. Just the grinding of life can kill dreams. Are y'all with me this morning? But I came to tell you today that we serve a God whose specialty is to bring dead things back to life. We serve a God who makes it his business to breathe life into dead things and to resurrect things. Not only people inside of the Bible, not only people today, but dreams that you thought were gone because of trauma, dreams that you thought were gone because of something that someone said over you, dreams that you thought were gone, the life you thought was gone when you walked through that divorce, the financial security you thought was gone when you walked through that bankruptcy, the calling that you thought you lost because you walked through that season in your life, the God that we serve. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know this but is the God of the universe the God that is capable of doing beyond all we could ask or even think come on somebody I came to tell you today that your dream is about to wake up I'm gonna tell you how to do it because I believe this I believe that the people that God has placed in your life they need that dream to be woken up the people that God has placed around you to preach the gospel to, to disciple in your everyday life, you know, because that's what we're about here, right? We meet here and we go out into the world and and preach the gospel and and make disciples. Amen, everybody. I believe that. I came to tell you today that, that it's not too far gone. That you're not too far gone. You haven't missed your window. Look at me. You haven't missed your window. You haven't missed your moment in time. I came to tell you today it's time to wake up. Are y'all ready to, to learn how to wake up today? Is that a good intro? Are y'all on the bus? Good. So this is what we're gonna do today. We're gonna, we're gonna see. This is so cool, cool story, a moment, a moment in the life of Jesus. How we start the process, because I I want you to, I want you, listen, I want you to wake that dream up today. But we're going to learn today how to start the process to wake up that dream. You deserve, listen to me, you deserve to have that dream woken up today. You deserve it. You deserve to have the dream that you lost woken up today. Amen, everybody. So how to wake up a dead dream. Here we go. Let's read this, this moment in the Bible together. Let me say for you first. Jesus has healed, uh, traveled across the Sea of Galilee. Y'all remember the storm, peace be still. Y'all remember that moment, maybe you've never read your Bible, there was this moment where Jesus sent the disciples across the Sea of Galilee They had a big storm. He was sleeping down in the, in the bottom of the boat and he came out um, with the power to say, peace be still. Um, you know, I've tried that before when I'm deer hunting and I don't want the wind to go that way. It never works. Um, but I'm just believing God it will sometime. Um, and then he calms the storm. Then he travels across and he meets this, this man um, that the Bible calls the demoniac. And he has a legion of demons on the inside of him. And Jesus sets him free. And he actually goes and evangelizes an entire region. Um, This guy does. Um, And then Jesus travels back across the Sea of Galilee um, with his disciples. And he lands on the shore. And there's a giant crowd coming around him. You guys ever heard uh, uh, the moment in the Bible with the woman with the issue of blood, right? So this is encapsulated inside of this This moment, um, rather the moment of the woman with the issue of blood is encapsulated inside of this moment, which is the moment. Y'all got to know the Bible, so I'm just trying to get you there. This is Okay, sorry. But this is the moment um, that the Bible, in your little heading, it will say, Jesus heals Jairus' daughter. And so here's the the, the moment that we pick up right here. Um, Let's read it together um, on the screen. Mark chapter 5. Verse 35, it says, while he, Jesus, was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house someone who said, your daughter is, say it with me, dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? I want you to notice the commentary here because I'm about to tell you how to wake up a dream and you're going to leave here different. Why bother Jesus any further? But overhearing what they said, I love it because Jesus will overhear (laughs) your prayer over all of the negativity of all of the things inside of your life. Come on, somebody. But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the the synagogue, read it with me, do not only do not fear, only believe. And He allowed no one, this is interesting, got to pick this up, because Jesus is very intentional, not a lot of people need to be around you trying to bring your dream back to life. Can I get an amen from somebody? Yeah. This is interesting. Whole crowd of people. Jesus says, hang on. Only Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he, only, he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. Okay. They came to the house. Of the ruler of the synagogue. I want you to picture this. And Jesus... We're missing something. Aren't we? Go back one. Synagogue, do not fear. I think they're missing a slide in here. Okay, here we go. And they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. And Jesus saw all of the commotion. People weeping and wailing. Loudly. Did they get it up here? Here we go. All right. And when he had entered, he said to them, why are you making commotion and weeping? I love this. Because what we perceive as dead always has the ability to just be asleep. Come on, somebody. The child is not dead, but... Sleeping. I want you to notice here we go again, waking up that dream, because you'll always have people in your life, right? You're gonna do this, you're gonna get into this new relationship, and you're gonna get married, and it's gonna work out. You're gonna have a baby, you're gonna get a new career, you're gonna walk through a you're getting sober, walking into sobriety. You'll always have these people. Here we go. And they laughed at next slide. Him. Y'all are both fired, but he put them all. And he took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. So he whittles away even more people. It's interesting. Because a lot of times we want affirmation from people when we want our dream to wake back up. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha Kumai, which, next slide, means, little girl, I say to you, say it with me, Arise. And immediately, the girl got up and began walking, for she was 12 years of age. And they were immediately overcome with amazement. Verse 43. And He strictly charged them. This is interesting. That no one should know this. And then He told her to give him something to eat. To give her something to eat. This is an interesting moment when you think about the dreams that we have in our lives that die. The things in our life that we call dead, how do we wake them back up? Are y'all with me this morning? Here we go. Here's the first thing that you've got to do is you've got This is going to seem so if I'm simple. Teddy, you know that, right? Like I went to school low Kiva, but, um, but you've got to invite Jesus onto the scene, Now, I know what you're thinking, like, yeah, Pastor Mark, don't we? Yeah, that seems kind of normal. But here's what I've learned. I will invite a whole host of other crap onto the scene of my dead dream, onto the scene of my dead miracle, onto the scene of my dead calling, onto the scene of my dead marriage, onto the scene of my dead sobriety. Then it seems like Jesus is last on the list of people I will invite into the mess of my life. Come on, somebody. We love to invite things into there, but none of them, a lot of the times, the last person, when we get to the last moment, we invite Jesus onto the scene to resurrect our dead thing. We love to invite shame, don't we? Boy, we just feel terrible for what we've done. And there's a moment, there's godly sorrow. You should feel bad for doing that. God designed you to feel bad when you do bad things so that you offload them to Him. You repent means to return to grace or to return to the cross. But but we get in this long-term pattern of shame because we should have and could have and would have and why did we and why didn't we and anybody else besides me. Here's what I've learned. Shameful people do shameful things. We love to invite guilt into the scene of our miracle. I love how Jesus is weeding away all of these people. It's almost like He's weeding away all of these things that we invite other than Him into the miracle, into the thing that we need to to, to have life breathed back into. We invite depression in. Come on, are y'all with me? Depression's just living in the past. We like to invite anxiety in. What's anxiety? Just living in the future. We like to invite all of the things in our life in. Each one of these things are designed, listen to me, shame, guilt, condemnation, depression, anxiety. Each one of these things are designed by the enemy to keep you immobile, stuck, and stagnant on what should have been, not where God can take you. I've never, seen, I've never seen long-term shame and guilt do a good thing for anybody in my entire pastoral career. I've never seen me looking at you and going, well, you shouldn't have done that, and that was stupid, and you should feel bad about that, and that was terrible. I've never actually seen that bring life into anyone. As a matter of fact, I've never actually seen Jesus treat people like that inside of the Bible. He said, Get it, go and sin no more. We love to invite everything into our, our dead bodies. Dead into the miracle room where it needs to happen other than, than Jesus, don't we? But that's the first thing you got to do. you got to invite Jesus into that moment. Can I tell you this? He's the only person that can heal that shame, guilt, trauma, all those things that can get that dream to wake back up. He's the only one that, who can show up on the scene and do something that no one else can do. Y'all know I'm a firm believer in therapy and go to therapy often. But at the end of the day, Jesus is the greatest counselor. A moment with Him can do what nothing on this earth can do. Come on somebody, are y'all with me this morning? If you want to wake up that dead dream, wake up that dead area inside of your life, you've got to invite Jesus on the scene. I believe that Jesus got you in this room this morning to remind you that He wants to be a part of your mess. That He's standing there. Picture this as I was writing the message. Like a tag team wrestler going, Come on, just tag me in. Come on, let me carry this. Come on, let me into this situation. I I could see how tired you are. I can see how you just got body slammed by that scenario. I can see how you're just running around it inside of your head. If you'll just tag me in, I can do I can breathe life into dead things. I can call things that's not as though they were. I have the ability to shift timelines. I have the ability to move pieces of eternity around. For your good. If you'll just tag me in the game. I don't know what it is for you this morning. I don't know what you've been wrestling with. I don't know what you've given up on. I don't know what you've tried to mull over. But I believe that the God of heaven today. Tells you just let me in the game. Let me on the scene. Invite me to your house. Where your dead daughter. Your dead dream. Your dead desire. Your dead calling is. Because I am the only one. That can unlock the keys to the doors of your soul. Thank you. You've cried long enough. You've been depressed long enough. You've hurt long enough. Come on, tag him in. This moment in the Bible shows us that there's no one else on the scene that has the power to bring that dead thing back to life. No one else has the power to heal those broken places. No one has the power to bind up your broken heart. Jesus isn't ashamed. Listen to me, and I hope you hear this. I hope you hear this this morning. Jesus isn't ashamed by the stench of your dead dream. He's not put off by how messed up the situation is. I hope you know that. You'll never, listen to me. You will never invite Jesus into the room where your dead dream lies as long as you're hanging on to guilt, shame, and depression. I've been there. I have been there. But what I have learned is not to stay there. Come on, somebody. Okay, so what's the first thing you got to do? Okay, let's we're going to wake it up. You got to get Jesus there. He's the only one that can bring dead thing. Come on somebody. That's good preaching. All right, number 2. Here's here's how you do it is uh, number 2. Put it up here, Riker. You got to you got listen. Come on. Let me just help you today. You got to shut out the noise. You got to shut out the noise. Look look, look at this, verse 35. While he was still speaking, come on, put the scripture up here. Mark chapter 5, verse 35. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house someone who said, Your daughter is dead. Why do you trouble the teacher any further? The the next little block of scripture here, verse 37, what did Jesus do? Mark chapter 5, verse 37. And he allowed to follow him except Peter, James, and John. You know what I've learned about dead dreams in my life? Is that they are not silent. They come with a lot of noise. Hello. Lots of noise in our head, right? I've talked about it today. What could have been, what should have been, all the things, don't start again, fear of the unknown, trauma, all the things. There's, I get so... How many of y'all can talk y'all self out of a really great thing? You talk yourself out of doing something, changing. It's like, oh, well, I can't get sober now. I I messed up seven times before. I can't get into a relationship now. I've walked through all this heartache. Or I'll never let someone in because someone did that to me. It gets really loud inside of your head. Jesus shows us if you want to wake up the miracle inside of your life, wake up the purpose, wake up the destiny, wake up the dream that God had placed in you. You've got to be mindful about shutting out the noise. You get lots of noise from other people trust me, when your dream is laying dead on the bed, you will have a whole peanut gallery of people who will give you advice on things they've never walked through inside of their entire life. Well, let me tell you what I do, Teddy. I, get, I, I just shut off right when they say that to me. Especially if they've never walked through my circumstance or scenario. Now, if they have, that's a little different story. I want to lean in and listen to what they have to say about because they've walked through what I've walked through. But I love how people want to give people advice on things they've never walked through inside of their life. Do you know what you can do? Instead of do this, let's go to the other side of this. Maybe you're not the person. Maybe you're the person. Can you just encourage them? <laughs> Don't give them advice. Just encourage them. I love you. I'm praying for you. God's got a plan for you. I have no idea what you're walking through. That's what some of the most freeing things I say as a pastor. I have, I've never had that happen. I have no idea what to do. But I bet you the Lord will tell you if you pray. You've got to shut out the noise. You have a whole lot of people who want to tell you about how your dream, how dead your dream is, how gone it is, why it is dead, why you should not have done why you should have or could have done it differently. How you should adjust to where your life is today. You know it's pretty good today. You should just stay where you're at today. Come on somebody. You better get you, you listen, you better shut them people out. You better get them out of your head, out of your phone, out of your Facebook feed, out of your Instagram feed, out of your uh uh TikTok feed, out of your Snapchat feed, out of your uh what else they got? Come on, huh? Be real, is that it? Be real? I gotta get good at this. All right, here we go. You better be careful that you get around the right noise when you're trying to wake your dream back up. Come on, somebody. I want you to see what Jesus does here. We, we saw it in scripture, he doesn't allow certain people in, into this moment. You better be careful who you invite. To be in on you bringing your dead dream back to life. You better watch out who you bring into the miracle room. Jesus knew that nothing, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Nothing can kill a dream faster than negative people. I thought I would get a stronger amen on that. Come on, let's all do it together. One, two, three, amen. Man, listen to me. I have no tolerance for negative people in my life. Because I like to do crazy things. I decided last week that I would run 50 miles for 48 miles in 48 hours. And I had some people that were like, that's impossible. Those weren't the people I text when I hit 48 miles. Come on, somebody. You got to be careful of who you let into that, that moment. Listen to me. And listen, it could be family. It could be friends. It could be people. Let me tell you something. Stop. Getting marriage advice from people who are single. There's a reason. (laughs) Right, Jimmy? No, I'm just kidding. All right. It's true. It's true. People love to give you. They love to give advice more than they love to give anything in the world. Can we just be people who encourage people? You got to shut out the noise. Everybody say shut out the noise. All right. Here's the last thing that you got to do to wake up. Your miracle today. This is a good one. This is how I was raised. I could preach the just this till the world goes flat. Uh, are y'all ready? Here's the last one. is You've got to speak life over that dream. 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 Come on, somebody. I love this uh, verse forty-one, um, right here. The Bible says inside of this moment with Jesus, it, it says, "And taking her by the hand, he." It's interesting that he said to her, "Arise." You know, one thing you learn at an Encounter is you learn this. This thing I'm about to teach you all this. This is for free. You don't even have to pay to go to the Encounter to learn this, is this thing called BSS. BSS. Y'all ever heard of BS? Y'all know when somebody's talking and it's BS? Y'all know that? It's like, that's BS. Right? Like, that's what it is. Y'all ever been around that person? You know, they come to you and they tell you something you're like, that's BS, bro. But what we've changed it to BSS. Let me tell you this. What your dream today may not be alive. Your hope today may not be alive. Your desire may not be alive. But I'm going to tell you this. The Bible gives us so much power with our words. There's a reason Jesus said to her arise. is because we can believe it and say it until we see it. That's BSS. You can write that down take it home. It'll help you. you got to believe it and say it until you see it. The fact is she was dead laying on the bed when Jesus said get up. The fact is, the dreams and the hopes and the desires and the prayers and all the plans that you had for your life, all the purpose you had for life, all the things you... You've got to begin to speak life over those dead dreams. Come on, somebody. Your words carry weight. You want your marriage to change? Start speaking to the man you want, the woman you want, rather than the one you have currently today. Amen, everybody. You want your kids to... To be all that God's called them to be? Stop telling them they're dumb. Stop telling them they'll never get it right. Come on, somebody. Stop saying you missed it. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. the Bible tells us this. It says that, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Did you know that? Your words literally have the ability to cut somebody down. James chapter 3, verse 4. Here we go. Look at the ships also. They're so large and driven by strong winds, yet they are guided by a very small rudder. It says in James chapter 3, it says, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts great things. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. The Bible says, And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God, and truly I say unto you, whosoever speaks to this mountain and says it be removed and cast into the sea and doesn't doubt it in his heart, it will happen. Come on, you got to invite Jesus into the scene. Stop inviting shame and guilt and all the other things and invite the only one who has the power to wake up your dead dream. Amen, everybody you got to shut out the noise. Get those negative people out of your life. Get them out of your news feed. Stop asking them what you should do. It's like we're, the, the Bible says we're like a dog returning to our own vomit. It's the same thing when you text that person. When you know what they're going to say. They're going to tell you you can't do it. I want people in my life who tell me I can do it. And I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. And we're done. But But I'll be honest with you. Like... I, 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 was, I was running with Aaron. Aaron, some of my guys came and did um, did my last four or four, four-mile runs with me. And um, I was running with Aaron, and I, I kind of had this epiphany. I said, you know, I probably wouldn't do all the crazy things I do in my life if I didn't know that my wife would do whatever it took to get me across the goal line. Everybody needs a Brianna in their life. I'm going to tell you this. Come on, you got to find that Brianna in your life. That'll tell you, hey, you can do this. I'll help you. Hey, I'll bring you food. Hey, I'll rub your legs with a roller. Hey, I'll make sure you get up. I'll make sure you get out there. I'll make sure you eat when you don't want to eat. Come on, somebody. you got to be careful who you let in there. And then I want you to watch your words this week. I want you to watch your words as it comes to that dream. Watch your words about what what that inner self-talk looks like. Come on, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are bought with a price. You are priceless to Him. You are seen by Him. You are noticed by Him. You are called by Him. Come on, somebody. Are y'all with me this morning? Bow your heads with me.